0: Welcome one and all, you're tuned in to the Friday Night Groove with your host, Roosevelt Belton Jr., better known as simply RBJ for short, Bring you the finest in soul, jazz, electronic, alternative, indie, and pretty much everything in between. And in this edition of the program, I'm sitting down with the San Francisco-based duo, Love Child, consisting of Dan and Lily Meisenheimer. So, listen in, let's talk about their origins as well as their debut and recently released EP. For right now, we're going to listen to their latest track, Peace Offering, and then we're going to get into a special mix they sent me featuring some of the artists that inspired them throughout this process. The interview follows shortly after, so until then, enjoy, peace, and let's groove.
1: Who wanting and seek, you understand What uh. yeah uh. make them a talk about me, ambition So I make them a talk about me, ambition Come and say some of them a ask me when me get it from uh. Tell some of them a ask me when me get it from uh. I told them no uh. no, it's, it's from creation Bam, bam, hey, what a bam Don't like crispy biscuits uh. You coming in at the place of missing Well, really, they keep on bump bumpin'
0: Welcome everyone. Right now, I introduce you, Dan and Philili Meisenheimer, but better known as the San Francisco-based outfit, most Love child, here to talk about their debut and soon to release EP. Dan, Philili, welcome to the program. How are you? Great. Great. Thank you for Thanks. having us. Really eager to kind of chop it up and see how you guys put this together.
2: Yeah, so it was like a slow build, I think, we met and we kind of slowly started to do music together and we you know we kind of were periodically making stuff and and you know like Philly was doing her solo music and i was doing my solo music and i think we were like you know tr- kind of trying to give that space and and we would make stuff you know kind of here and there and then then progressively we're, we we were just like hey like are we doing this like let's do this you know it, it, we you know, I, I think honestly, like looking back, we were both kind of like trying to find our voice together because we had we were both had like, I think, pretty distinct solo kind of styles, styles, of- styles you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And and so it took a while for us to really be able to feel like totally, I think, comfortable playing together and also to handle like the emotional side of things like we were growing as a couple you know as every couple grows with communication and you kind of go through your your like infatuation stage and then you go through your you know it gets real you know what i mean (laughs) you know and 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 so we i think a lot of it too was like us learning how to just get along and communicate with one another and so we love child really took a long time to get off the ground in fact this is really it you know we've been together for eight or nine years I guess and we're just getting you know the stuff that we'd been building and we're like all right let's get this out you know what I mean so we can finally like get to the to the rest of the music that we're actually making now (laughs) and so a lot of the stuff that we've been doing has been
3: growth and learning and, and finding art like you said I thought that was good finding our voice together, being ourselves with each other. And that's what I like about it, is that the music wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't both of us doing it together.
0: So just talk. about a lot of love, connection, and speaking of that togetherness, why is Love Child an appropriate name for this project?
3: It was actually kind of inspired by, my parents always call me their love child. And so I didn't mean it, like in the sense of like the song Love Child, you know, it was more of like, you are a love child, you know, made with love. And my parents always called me that, and they still do, my dad does still. and. But I think if there's a conversation about that somehow. where That's what we kind of, we're thinking of as sort of as our love child, you know?
2: And also, like, there's a lot of kind of different, I think, meanings too. And, yeah. and we are two people, and I think this is what brought us together, that when we're at our best and truest are really trying to just channel love and God and spirit, I think that was one of the things that maybe had some struggles with, like, being able to be that, you know what I mean? And 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 feel like we can do that earnestly. And like maybe the times weren't right or kind of, you know, like everything was kind of like- maybe well,
3: we doubted ourselves. We doubted
2: ourselves, yeah. We, you, you know, know. We, we were doubting ourselves. And and I think, I don't know, you know, after a couple of kids and we we're just like, man.
3: We're grownups now. Yeah. We can do this. <laughs> <laughs> we got two kids. Oh my God, we can do anything
0: now. <laughs> what I'm hearing is that you two are coming together artistically, personally, at a very important time where you feel you can freely express yourself musically as well as ideas that you have that maybe you couldn't express then but are now coming to fruition now.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah very much. We had to set the stage. Some Something ha- I mean, you know, things had to kind of like fall into place. And-,
3: and what better time kind of than now? I mean, come on, you know, it's like, there's nothing, it feels like there's nothing to lose, right? I live in a point in humanity where things are changing on a fundamental level and people are really open and wanting to connect and wanting to grow and learn. And I feel like music has that healing power and it, it does for me on a personal level, you know, a spiritual level. And as I think that does for everyone, it's like being able to make it has been sort of the healing, like my coping mechanism for all of this. And so it feels really good to finally share it with people.
0: Since you're both very talented artists in your own rights, when it comes to Love Child, how did or how does the musical contributions play out between you two as far as recording, instrumentation and
2: production? We really produce everything together. You know, a lot of times in the past, you know, I would Oftentimes, kind of like maybe start a, a, a drum beat, kind of maybe start the base of a beat, and then Falili usually comes really quick, like with vocal ideas and expands expands the beat into a into a song. You know what I mean? Because you know I kind of come from the beat world, whereas you know I'm making all these beats, and a lot of them kind of get you know tossed aside. But once once Falili became involved. She's a, she's a producer by nature, just in her personality. So she, I think is really good at like honing stuff in where I'm as, I'm just kind of like, I'm constantly like creating, but a lot of times there's, there might be less focus, you know, you know, I mean, I can focus yeah. on, you know, too, but, but she's helped, she helps bring that in. And that's kind of how we originally were kind of doing stuff. And then, but then, Falili would come in, and she would add a part. She plays keys, and and she was always pushing how things should go. Well, we should do this. Let's cut this amount of bars. But now we're really doing a lot more collaboratively. Falili is on the drums. She's doing electronic drums, um, which she plays live. I'm doing kind of synth guitar. And we kind of switch it up. Like she might jump on the synth, you know, and do the, do a part. And like and we're we both, you know, we both sing. And then we, yeah, yeah, and then we're, and both, we're singing. both singing. But Lily's kind of kind of taken the lead on a lot of the singing, and she is she's the strongest singer. Well, I you know? went to
3: school for singing, so it kind of like is something that is my first go-to comes to music for sure.
2: Yeah, and she's taught me a lot about singing, man. Like my game is my game has been upped quite a bit by her just. You know, telling me when I'm out of key <laughs> a bit scared
4: and I won't cry, don't you know I
5: love you, but I need a little space. Need a little space.
0: so getting back to this EP, Love Child started around 2014, um, now 2020. When did you feel it was the right time to kind of sit down and actually get this together and record it?
2: You know, I, I guess it was really last year and we just kind of had, I don't know, we just sort of had finally a synergy of like, let's get this done. Let's do this. Let's get, you know, and, and, and it just started flowing. Well, we
3: also decided, let's just pay for somebody to mix it so it's not all yeah. on Dan, because yeah. like, he's usually, I mean, you do do all, you know, he's more of the engineer, mixer, producer, we were like, let's just go somewhere and pay them to do it and just sit back and enjoy the process. And. We had a, a really good time mixing it at
2: Tiny Telephone. Tiny
3: Telephone Studios in San mm-hmm. Francisco, and with Miriam, just a, a female um, engineer too. So it was it was like nice to kind of just have it done and send it off to be you know instead of feel like you had to do it all DIY. Yeah, we were able to just be uh, lucky enough to be able to pay for that and get it done. And
2: it was really cool to do it with a woman too, because she really listened in a way that, I don't know if I would go back to a man at this point, okay. like, and it was just, it just felt good for the project because it's a feminine energy project and um, to have a woman do it was cool.
0: And given that this is your debut EP mm-hmm. now completed, soon to be released, what did you have in mind when you first started recording? How did things actually play out when you finished?
2: You know, I think we kind of let go of the expectations at some point last year, because I think that was what was holding us back, a piece of what was holding us back. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I mean I think that, you know, that was like, you know part of handing it over to somebody else to mix and handing it over to somebody else, instead of also being being perfectionists about these songs and you know, it wasn't good enough and this didn't need to be this and as part of that growth process I think, you know, after having a another kid and getting to a certain point, you know, it was like a light bulb. Like, why didn't we ever think about this? Like we could have somebody else help us do this. (laughs) You know, that's even part of the growth process too. You know, like the realization, you don't have to do it all yourself. You can have other creative people contribute and, it even makes it better that way Mm -hmm. so we're looking forward to be able to have like a band you know once people start playing live again you know to have like live like a live drummer and you know playing along with us and that's gonna be fun to have that there
5: is so much in your tiredness what do we have to do? Can we keep fighting for the truth? What do we have to lose? Can we keep fighting for the truth? The universe created All living things imagined Our troubles man created
0: Now, as far as the actual sound of Love Child, I find it's giving both your catalog is somewhat unique and a little bit divergent, but very quality and just sounds amazing. How did you set on this sound that kind of
2: doesn't really neatly fit into one genre? I think part of what we wanted to do, you know, I've been doing the kind of modern funk stuff and I have kind of grown a little wary of it, you know what I mean, in some, in some respects, you know, I mean, not that I still love funk music, you know what I mean, I, I, I always will, but I think like for Lily has always been kind of anti-genre, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think she has always pushed an idea of let things, become what they're gonna be as opposed to like, let's make this type of song. You know, for a long time, that was kind of what I was doing was like, well, oh, I'm gonna make this like kind of, you know, retro-ish like funk jam. And, you know, that was kind of what I was honing for a while. And then, you know, gradually started letting go of that. And then we were, yeah, we really wanted to, I think, just do something that felt original and wasn't going to be in any kind of one, category because that's you know the music that we really love you know it
3: became more song based i think where you know we just started writing songs you know that had words and coming from you know sort of a different part of our musical abilities i mean you still make beats and you know I think that that serves like one space you know in the music realm and then I mean as part of that growth it's kind of like you need to get some messages out share we both have that need to express our feelings that's why I think we also call it love child because you know it's kind of like the way we've always expressed ourselves since we were children doing music and being kind of you know, emotional and sensitive people, and we're artists, you know, know, and so we're just, you know, that's also kind of like, it's just another sort of a growth or a evolution in our musical expression.
0: And speaking of that growth and expression, viewing just, you know, several of your posts on social media, I see that there's a greater mission to Love Child beyond music, there's emphasis on healing aspect of music, as well as tackling issues such as fear, ableism, gender gender inequality. Um, was it always your goal to, to address these issues or did that sort of evolve as the project went on?
3: I would say we didn't really kind of grasp, like we were writing these songs and they're just coming out sort of in our from our consciousness. But once we kind of evaluated what we, these songs are and sat with them and listened to them for so you know we're like wow like you know this is part of like and we're already in our work that we do other work that we do are doing work to help people and spread awareness and so that's also it's like it's something we do in our work as well um aside from music that's and so you know it just kind of melded together like these are not mutually exclusive things that are aspects Mm -hmm. to us they are intertwined like we both have purpose in our in in our daily life of helping to serve in some way and so it just why would we just have that on our personal page you know it should Mm -hmm. be part of our project it's what we believe in
0: one of the aspects of low child that i feel puts a real kind of visual emphasis on the underlying philosophies of the group is the video for Overcoming. How did the concept of that video come about?
3: Originally, an artist that I used to work with named Connor Jones is a designer and all around talented person and even a musician as well. Um, But he, I spoke to him Once we had done, we had, that was the first song that we had recorded and mixed and mastered. Mm -hmm. And we, he had an an idea for the video, which included, um, because I was pregnant at the time. So Mm -hmm. that was also part of the timing of when we were like, let's make a video. I'm pregnant and we could do something around that right now because it just seems like overcoming you know it's just a good idea at the time and so we called on to him and he had an idea and I was lucky enough to be able to go to his place of work where they had a studio and hired a makeup artist to airbrush my entire and I was really pregnant at the time. I was like Ready to? I was maybe a month away from childbirth, so the so they airbrushed my body with like blacklight um, paint, and had these um, huge black lights in the studio. And he had uh, Connor had hand painted these black light paintings that we projected. We um, took photos of and projected onto my um, body with the lights and the 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 art. The makeup artist had done a beautiful job, like painting the cosmos on my belly as well. So it just created like some awesome imagery. You know, it turned out that we weren't able to continue the project at the time. And Dan and I actually shot the performance shot ourselves in our garage. And we got creative with it and it worked and he edited. He ended up editing it finishing it. And then we um, were able to hire an, an awesome colorist, uh, Joe Ash, to help and that's how you we were able to get that done.
0: just kind of just wrapping things up now that the project will soon be out into the world. What can listeners expect from you going forward and what expectations do you have personally for, you know, proceeding in the world of COVID-19 and everything else that's kind of just
2: going crazy at the moment? We're trying to get our performance down and also our um, garage set up. To do show th- through, so one of the things that I think is really cool about this situation is that it's it's leveled the playing field of performance that everybody's kind of kind of in a similar spot. You know what I mean? Even cel- like celebrities who are like people that are that are known and and everything, they're kind of like you know doing stuff on their iPhone. So we're you know we just want to get like our little station down, get, get our kind of configuration down. And then start doing performances. We also are working on a full-length album, and we have a bunch of new material. Uh, most of it's new. Some of it's you know kind of uh, we're rebirthing it. You know, we really need to get cracking on uh, <laughs> on writing. We got a lot to write, so we can actually do um, yeah, put out this full-length album. You know, the new stuff. I mean, we we're really into it. You know, and. I think it's gonna be really good and just you know trying to keep it going and i think like too just trying to like relax a little bit you know like i think both of us had put a lot of pressure i know i did you know i know i, I put a lot of pressure on myself in the past to just a in with music in general you know and it turned around biting me in the ass and i ended up i think debilitating me from putting out music because it was like this weird catch 22 thing and uh, and so anyway we i feel like have have made a lot of strides past that and, and we're kind of just you know ready to like have fun and you know i mean i want the music to travel and i really i really do like want people to hear it but i'm not feeling as like um caught up in that
3: well life has different meaning for us you know i think for everybody right now you know mm-hmm. kind of like what's real and what can we let go of right now you don't need you know everybody should just i mean it's a beautiful thing that everybody can share music right now and it's just it's great
0: definitely a time for reflection
3: yeah
0: yeah right um so just kind of putting a bow on everything get final parting thoughts from both of
2: you oh man um you know i i would say uh you know like just myself, I'll just speak for myself. Like stay close to spirit and God, and I I wish the best for everybody. I wish that we can all move towards our highest good, and that's my mission. That's where I'm trying to you know take my family, and that's the music I'm trying to make. And so yeah, blessings to you, and thanks for uh thanks for reaching out. We, yeah. You know we really uh appreciated that. We're like oh cool an interview yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We definitely, we definitely were saw it as a good omen. So, um, yeah, I don't know if you had any um, just, thoughts.
3: Just that, I thank you for for listening and hearing the message. Think that you know, definitely, I you know, speaking for myself, it's the most important thing about it is having that helping to spread awareness about you know our systemic oppression <laughs> and the roots and the real causes and. And also in just awareness of our own internalized biases, you know, that we basically have been, our entire country was like founded upon an idea that we're bad, you know, inherently bad. We're born a sinner. That frame of thinking is just so destructive. That to me is like, ableism, you know, when we're talking about ableism and we're, we're talking about this way of thinking that we're broken, that we're not okay for who we are. That's what creates the division. That's what creates all of the fear and all of the suffering i mean how can you know we are inherently good we can take care of one another we are we can love everyone and and children you know they they have that capacity you know and being around these kids is has also been part of the healing for us is to see how loving they are and how they're just learning and you know you learn how you know as a parent to be That true empathy, that unconditional love. You know, I've always had a passion for, especially children, and that we cannot let them suffer. And also, I've had a passion for getting to the root of the problem. And I, we feel that the message when we're posting about ableism or, you know, different ways of of seeing diversity in our in our humanity, we're trying to just get to the root. Is like we have to change the way we think open our minds and i i definitely am very excited about this as a a way of expressing that message too all
0: right dan for lily beautiful music for a world that's just in healing right now mm-hmm. and very needed music thank you so much for doing this thank,
2: thank you, you very much roosevelt all
0: right yeah. you're welcome I appreciate also. you all yeah. the best. All the best yeah. to you two going forward, to your children, and your careers in general. Thank, Thank you, you so much.
2: To you as well.
5: Not a name.
0: Was my interview with Love Child. If you like what you heard, Love Child's contact info will be in the description of this episode, but you can also find them by searching for Love Child SF on Instagram and Facebook. I want to thank the Meisenheimers again for a wonderful interview and wish them nothing but the best in the future. Also, if you like what you heard, please visit FridayNightGroove.com for more to keep up with past and future episodes. Peace. Thank you, and keep it grooving.